Oh yeah. Welcome in to another edition of The Big Picture with Larry Raglan. I am your host, Larry Raglan, coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Who knows where you're listening from? You could be listening anywhere in the world. Ain't technology cool? So this is a simulcast on YouTube and podcast. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. Huge, huge, big, 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 big deal. And then that big thumbs up down there, hit that. That might even be bigger than subscriptions nowadays. I don't know. Leave us a comment and share this YouTube episode uh, with somebody that you think might need to hear this word when we get into it in just a second. If you listen to us on podcasts, you know the drill. Make sure you follow our podcast and give us a five-star review. That always helps us in the algorithm, getting us ready and putting us in front of people that may not know anything about uh, the particular podcast. You can give us a review on uh, iTunes.com. You can give us a review on um, on Spotify and several other of the wonderful apps out there that gives us a a way to do that. So, all right, let's get into this. Today, I'm going to mess you up today because I think the title has already messed you up. God does not want you to be happy. It is not his will, I should say, for you to be happy. Okay, let me see. Yeah, let me just get some sound effects here. I should say it this way. Does God want you to be happy? (laughs) I'm having way too much fun. That's the way some of you are responding to this title. Crickets. You don't know how to respond to it. God does not want you to be happy. Better said, God's will is not your happiness. What? I thought God was a good God. I thought God loved me. Uh, Yes, he's not just good. He is the personification of good. He's great. He doesn't just love you. He loves you with an unconditional love. He doesn't just want the best for you. He wants the abundant life for you. Remember what the word of God says? That the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus has come to have that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So what are you saying, Larry? I don't get it. Well, that's why you gotta listen to the broadcast, right? That's why you gotta watch that's why you're gonna watch this. That's why you're gonna share it with, with people when you get what I'm about to talk about. Now I know you're upset with me. I know you're mad at me. But you you know, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. And that's why you tune into the big picture, because you know you're going to hear some stuff sometimes. It's going to stir you up. It's going to make you a little bit, little bit mad. Uh, you know, I used to say it this way uh, back in the early days of my pastoring days. If you can't hack it, get your jacket. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, audience. Yeah, I know. I'm hilarious. I know it. I know it. I know it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I got to get back to this broadcast. This is a serious thing, y'all. You know, God wants us to have a great life. And I want to I want to just use some scripture on you because that's what we're talking about God here. Okay, so if we're talking about God, you got to use scripture. You can't especially when you're talking about the will of God. When you're talking about the will of God, you can't just give your opinion, okay? 
Because the will of God is not based on your opinion. Because your opinion will always make God's will something that it's not. So let's, we're going to have to use the word of God. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation to start off. It says in Psalms 89, 14, happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship. Okay? There's that word happiness. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they walk in the light of your presence, Lord. So we see there's nothing wrong with saying that God wants us to be happy. We see that that is referenced in Scripture. In fact, I even, uh, I, as, as I'm sitting here uh, making this broadcast, my mind is going back to back when I was in high school, back in the years of the decade of the 80s. Yes, that's how old I am. There was a song that came out that was became extremely popular, and maybe some of you know that song. It says, don't worry, be happy. do 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 don't worry be happy don't worry be happy i know it sounds like a simple song but man it called on it called on and people were walking around all the time singing don't worry be happy don't worry be happy because that's what we are driven to want to be happy so so larry how can you tell us that god does not want it's not his will for us to be happy well, let's get to the core of the issue right now. It is a big issue, and I believe it's one of the biggest problems that's happening certainly in our culture, big time in our culture. But we've allowed it to happen to our culture because we've allowed it to creep into the church. We have a very serious problem in the church, and that serious problem is with people trying to find places in God's Word and find it to say things that it never really said. Okay, we have we have our own interpretation sometimes, and a lot of times we add or we take away from what the Word of God says. You know, you've heard things like this. Well, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. That's in the Bible. Well, can I tell you something? It's not in the Bible. Cleanliness is not cleanliness is next to godliness is not in the Bible. Now, some say it should be. Uh, because you want to be around somebody that takes a bath, okay? And here's another one. You know, I tell you what, brother, the Word of God says that birds of a feather flock together. No, not in there either. Birds of a feather flock together is not in the Word. There's just so many little cliches that, how about this one, uh, something that God never said. God will never put more on you than you can handle. That ain't what the Word of God says. He says he'll never tempt you above that which you are able, that with the temptation he will not also provide a way of escape. That's different than putting things. In fact, you want God to put you through more than you can handle because if it's a, if you can handle it, then you will not call out on him. You will not need him. He is going, he, I, let me tell you, the opposite of that is he is going to cause you to go through things that you can't handle so that you'll be relying on him. Okay, so, so for just a couple of minutes here, let me talk about the fallacy of happiness being God's will. Okay? See, if you believe that God's will is for you to be happy, then you believe that whatever makes you happy must be right. Okay? I'm going to say that again. If you believe that it's God's will for you to be happy, then you are saying that you believe whatever makes you happy must be right. Whatever makes me unhappy must be wrong. 
So when you begin to walk, operate under the assumption that God's will is for you to be happy, that you know what makes you happy. So whatever it is that makes you happy must be right because it's God's will for you to be happy. And whatever don't make you happy, and boy, that must be wrong. So then you start making judgment calls on what you think for the whole world because, listen, God's will is not one thing for you and another per- for another person. God's will is for humanity. God's will is for humanity. So whatever God's will is, it's God's will for me and it's God's will for you. But if your mindset and your working idea of God's will is that whatever makes you happy must be right and whatever makes you unhappy must be wrong, then you look at other people and you begin to judge those people and you begin to see what makes them happy. And if that's not what makes you happy, uh, and, 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 and big time, if it's what makes you unhappy, then you're going to say that that person's not in God's will. You know, if you believe that concept, you believe that any kind of struggle, any kind of delay, any kind of obstacle can't possibly be God's will because God wants me to be happy. So he don't want me to struggle. He don't want me to have a delay. He don't want, you know, me to have to wait. Does the word of the Lord say, wait upon the Lord? He'll renew your strength. See, if we believe this unconsciously, we begin to worship some false idols. Idols like comfort. Idols like money. Idols like pleasure. Idols like materialistic things. Because these are the things that make us happy. Comfort. um, Finances. Pleasure. And materialistic things make our flesh happy. So if we operate under the assumption that God wants us to be happy and and God's will is for our happiness, then we equate happiness with those things. We begin to believe that God exists for us instead of believing that we exist for God. You hear me? See, you turn God into an ATM. You turn God into an ATM, you you think that the fact that you're saved, he gives you an ATM card, just go up to the ATM code, God, you put in your code, I'm sure it's going to be 7777, come on, a little laughter there, thank you, applause, excuse me, and laughter at the same time. Um, Yeah, yeah, you think, you know, because seven's God's number, so, okay, one more, thank you. Um, So... Yeah, you just stick the card in there and you say, you know what, I'm going to punch in today. I want to withdraw feeling good in my body. I want to withdraw my mind being at ease. I want to withdraw that I got a new truck, a new car. I want to withdraw that my mortgage is paid. I want to withdraw that I'm in a relationship that makes me happy, blah, 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 blah. And then the blessings just shoot out. You just pick them up and go on. Well, God's not your ATM, man. I hate to be the one to break the, the word to you, but... God's not an ATM to you, okay? He wants to bless you. He wants to put the favor of God in your life, but hey, it ain't like that, okay? You got to understand something. There's a process of exchange. Listen, the reason you're saved is because you had to come to God and admit that you're a sinner and ask the Lord to forgive you. You know, when you're blessed financially, you give and it shall be given to you. You know, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. There's a process of exchange here. He's not just an ATM. Let's talk about the danger of this thinking. See, many people walk away from God because the ATM that they punch in doesn't give and doesn't dispense what they 
thought they were getting. See, if you punch in, you punch into your your God ATM is what you know in your mindset because you've turned God into that. A successful marriage. I want a successful marriage. Well, you're getting ready for them to for God to just shoot out a blessing that makes your spouse everything that you ever dreamed they would be. But what you may not like and what you may not want to accept when you reach over there to take what's coming out of the ATM. You look down at it, instead of it saying, your spouse is awesome, it says, you're going to have to deal with his or her past, their baggage. You're going to have to fight for your marriage. You're going to go through hell on earth. You're going going to face devils. You're going to face demons. There's going to be temptation for either of you or both of you to look at someone else, to stray there's going to be financial struggles, but in all of those things, it begins to weed out the things of the world in you and in your spouse. Oh, how about this one? When you punch in there for your, your wonderful marriage and your wonderful relationship, and you're expecting it to mean God's going to dispense a word for you about your spouse, and God dispenses a word about you. Because the reality is this, if you want your spouse to be a better spouse, then you probably need to be a better spouse. It's the process of exchange. Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. See, I, people say things like this. You know what? Well, i tell you what. I don't know, man. I don't know. See, when, when you move by the emotion and you move by the thought that happiness is equated with God's will, then you'll say things like this. Well, you know, I tried the church thing. You know, I, I, I that pastor talked about tithing. I tried that tithing thing for at least two weeks, and and I still was struggling financially. I still got sick. I still lost my car. My kids are still in rebellion. But can I tell you something? Let me give you a revelation. God did not fail you. Here was the problem. You started with the wrong mindset. You said, I'm going to try this and see if it happens. If it don't happen, it ain't God's will. No, it's the wrong mindset. You serve God because God is God. You don't serve God because you turn him into an ATM. Now, I think it, at this point, I need to be, make it very clear. I know that God's will is, and it gives him delight to bless you. The Lord wants you to have a good life. He wants you to be happy because that means you've got joy. But he wants it based on his will. Your happiness is not necessarily God's will, but his will for your happiness will always be based on what his will is. A father takes joy in the happiness of his sons and daughters. You know, here's an example. Let's, let's just talk about how if you're just moved by, you know, you, you don't have any kind of standard of what pleases you as a father, as a parent. Watch this. So you're at a ball game. Your son or your daughter's playing t-ball or softball or something, and, and you're in the stands, and you're so proud. You're there, and all of a sudden, they hit the ball. They hit a home run, grand slam, whatever. Crowd goes wild. You're so proud. You stand up. You're so happy. Not You're happy in yourself. But why you really have you're so happy for your son or your daughter. 
you're so happy. I mean, you're just, that's my boy, that's my girl. You're so proud and you're so happy because you see that big old smile on his face or her face when they turn third base and they're headed home and they're looking up at the crowd at you and they're just, it's just an awesome moment. But what happens if your child runs right over after he touches home plate to the other team and takes his hands and shoots a bird at the crowd at the crowd and uses uh, expletives and and says some horrible things towards them? Take that, you blankety blankety, and that and you can just see they're laughing and they're just so happy that they just hit a home run and they are cussing the opponent out, throwing it in their face. Well, guess what? As a father. Even though you see the smile and the enjoyment of that moment in your son or your daughter, that is not your will for your son and your daughter, if you're any kind of decent parent, quite frankly. Some parents out there would be like, yeah, that's my boy. You tell him. You tell him, son. No, you, 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 need, you, need, to, you need to have hands laid on you as a father or mother. But you would not be happy for the happiness of your son or daughter just because that was making them happy. So it's got to be something beyond just an idea that our God wants us to be happy because we will do things that make us happy that breaks the heart of God. Okay? God does not want us to pursue happiness. He wants us to pursue him. There's a difference. When you pursue him, you achieve something greater than happiness. We, you know, we don't pursue him simply for the byproduct of happiness. We are not pursuing him for what he can give us, but for who he is. We don't pray. Listen, if the only time you praise God as a, is as in a response to a blessing that God gave you, then you've never praised God because praise is not contingent upon what he does for you. Praise is about who he is to you. All right? You've got to praise him no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you're battling mentally, emotionally, financially, physically. You still praise him. You know, if the only time you give some, the only time you talk good about somebody, the only time you praise them is when they're doing something good for you or talking good about you, that's pretty much called bribery, okay? Here, I'm going to slip you this 20. Go over there and say something good about me. Well, you didn't praise them. You got paid. You don't praise God just because he did something for you. You praise God because you're his child, and he is your father. So why does God not? Why is it not God's will for us to be happy? Well, let's let's go ahead for the next few minutes, and we'll be through with this, this broadcast in just a moment. Here's the thing. God doesn't want you to be happy. If your happiness causes you to do something sinful, wrong, or unwise, our flesh will always desire to do things that are fun to the flesh. Up to the point, and we, we, don't have a, we don't have a stopping point. If it's fun, man, we are all in because we enjoy doing it. Our flesh does it. And it will end up crashing and burning. It may cause, you know, you, your fun might be to, uh, you might like to get in a car. And just what makes you happy is to, to drive fast. And, man, you're driving fast. You're weaving in and out uh, between cars. But your happiness and what's fun to you 
and giving you joy, man. You're laughing, man. All of a sudden, guess what? You, you end up using your happiness to get in a crash and somebody ends up being hurt and God forbid lose their life. Oh, but you was happy, but you won't be happy at that point will you. Because just because it makes you happy, happiness doesn't mean it's God's will and it's the best thing for your life. You know, happiness in the moment, in a moment of tragedy, when you get lost in it and are driven by personal happiness, it can turn on a dime. That car flipping, that going across the median into head-on traffic, somebody's innocent just coming home from work, somebody's got their family coming home from shopping, boom, you just ended their life, wrecked their life, ruined their life. But you were happy up to that moment, but just like that, your happiness turned on a dime. This is what God's word said in Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end, the way is death. Okay? In the way, but in the end, is the way of death. So when man leads himself, when man is driven by his own happiness or her own happiness, it ends in death. God's word also tells us that his Will, if you want to know part of his will, is for us to be holy. Listen to what 1 Peter 1.15 says, But as he who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. So if you're holy in your conduct, you will not be, the end will not be death. Now, it's a point that a man wants to die. We're all going to die. But the reality is this. Spiritual death sometimes can be even more horrible than physical death. But holiness will not end in spiritual death. Holiness will end in life eternal. Remember, the Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So we think the word of God, instead of saying, but as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, 1 Peter 1, 15. We think it should say, he who called you happy, not holy, happy. Be happy in all your conduct. But that ain't what it said. It didn't say happy. It said holy. And holiness sometimes is a tough life to live. When we pursue happiness above all else, we end up doing things usually that are sinful, wrong, and unwise. Think about this. Many people divorce, get in, you know, file for divorce, leave their spouse. If I've heard it once, I've heard it a hundred times. I love them. But I was just, I'm just not happy anymore. Just not happy anymore. And God wants me to be happy, and I'm just not happy anymore. I love them, just not in love with them. Well, in love with them is equated in your mind as happiness. I'm just not happy. You know? Well, guess what? I'm not telling you to stay in a, in a marriage that's that's horrible, and you know, it's in a, in a, it's a bad situation that... Um, where there's abuse and there's, you know, unfaithfulness and all that. That's another podcast. But I'm going to tell you something. You didn't put a ring on that just to be happy. If you go back and think about that moment, you made a commitment. You made a covenant. You, you said some vows. And then part of that vow was in sickness and in health. And for rich or for poor. Well, ain't a whole lot of poor people happy. Ain't a whole lot of real sick people happy in the sickness. Now, you can be happy, but you'd rather be healed. 
You'd rather have money. Are y'all hearing me? People quit their job because they say they're just not happy at the job anymore. People will look at porn. Listen to me. And this is what they'll say. They'll blame their spouse. Well, you know, I wouldn't look at it if my spouse would make me happy and do for me what makes me happy. But she will not, he will not do for me what makes me happy, so I have to find my happiness somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that, that's one of them. Yeah, I know. I know. Premarital sex is rampant in this world. Homosexual sex, um, adulterous sex, heterosexual sex, all kinds of things, you know. How about this? How about this? Me saying homosexual sex will probably get me flagged, but heterosexual premarital sex will not get me flagged. Why? Because that's normal now. You go out on a date with somebody, you expect to have sex with them. And people who are man and woman having sex will call themselves Christians and judge a man and a man or a woman and a woman and say they're in sin, but yet they're a man and a woman heterosexual and they're having sex outside of marriage and they have convinced themselves that they are consenting adults and we are this makes me happy don't touch my happiness not even doing that i ain't doing that stuff they're doing over there do you understand it's all sin okay if you don't i'm i'm sure i just lost some viewers right there but you know i'll probably sleep tonight um they justify it because they say, oh, you know, but but I'm in love. We're already married in our hearts. We, we, he fulfills me. He fulfills me. He gives me a sense of purpose, makes me happy. Since he makes me happy, then it's okay, right? It's got to be good. Things we watch, things we read, things we listen to, we will justify them even when we know they are sinful because they make us happy. This is a colossal problem in our world today. This is a colossal problem in the church today. We are being inundated, y'all, with the gay agenda, transgender agenda, uh, sexual agenda, left and right. But it all started with, why can't you just let me be happy? Why can't you just be happy that I'm happy? I've been miserable all my life. I'm finally happy in this. Why can't you be happy for me? Well, of course, baby, I want you to be happy. I'm not trying to be demeaning. This is not hate speech. I'm telling. I'm just trying to tell you the root of where all this happened. This, you're just getting hit left and right. I mean, I, I even have people that I, that I know and people that have commented and people – some that I don't know that and, and and some that I've read on a national level commenting people that are in alternate lifestyles people that are in gay marriages people that are in um, lesbian marriages and so forth are even speaking out against some of the things that are happening with our young people with our kids and in elementary school they're even saying wait a minute now wait a minute that's too far that's too far. That's not what we meant. That's not what we wanted. We didn't want it to happen that way. We just wanted to be happy. We just wanted to be happy. Well, look, I'm, I don't begrudge you for wanting to be happy. You deserve to be happy, just like I deserve to be happy. But, but my job is not to get on here and affirm everything that makes you happy. 
And I'm not just talking about sexual sins. I'm talking about religious, lying sins. I mean, there's all kinds of sins. Sin is sin. But I'm just trying to tell you the origin of the inundation that we're getting hit with is it all started with, I just want to be happy. I don't want to bother anybody else. I just want to be happy. And the world says, well, you know, okay, be happy, be happy. But the enemy will use happiness to say, now, wait a minute, you're happy, but they're not happy. Because what made you happy don't make them happy. This has got to make them happy. And I'm, I don't want to get over some rabbit hole here. But there are people right now that, you know, they don't want just one spouse. They want three spouses. And they want to all be married. And then they want to, and then there's, you know, those that want to identify as, as, as a cow or identify. I'm not being funny. I'm telling you, there really are people that identify as wolves and stuff. These are, pe- these are people that really are confused mentally and emotionally. But the root of it is the world has told them God's will for you is to find whatever you want to be and whatever you want to do and be happy in it. Forget about the consequences. Forget about what this means to the people that love you and the people that believe in you. Just be happy. God doesn't want you to be happy when it's only based on things of the world. We have convinced ourselves that we have to have better possessions, peaceful circumstances, thrilling experiences, right relationships, perfect appearance, so we'll be happy. We Social media has created uh, young, young girls. Many young girls are suicidal because they are – basing their happiness on getting the right filter in the right selfie so that they will measure up to someone else that they're comparing themselves to. And if they can't get that right filter or if they can't just look just like their, their idol that they look up to, they're battling depression. They're, they're, they're having suicidal thoughts because instead of it making them happy, it's made them even more miserable. Think about this. If money made you happy, they'd never be a millionaire ever commit suicide. There'd never be a marriage that would fall apart of these millionaires and billionaires. But people still commit suicide, and they have billions and billions of dollars, fame and fortune. Happiness is a counterfeit as I get ready to close this broadcast because you keep waiting. Then what is God's will? Let me tell you what God's will is. And it's going to sound similar, but it's not the same. Happiness, here's how, here's how the devil works. You need to understand how the devil works. First of all, you need to understand there is a devil. Many of you don't even believe there's a devil. There is a devil. If there is a God, there is a devil. If there is a heaven, there is a hell. Okay? Same Bible tells us about all of them. But here's what the devil does. The devil has always, he has never, let me back up and say it this way. He's never had anything original. Everything he's ever done has been a, co- a copy of, a pathetic copy, a counterfeit, if you will, to the things that are of God. Okay? So, you know, the Holy Spirit will come on your life. The Holy Spirit will empower you, make you bold, make you strong. He counters that with drugs and alcohol and calls them spirits. You know, people drink. They get bold when they drink. They say things they believe in themselves and blah, 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 blah. And I could go on and on with the counterfeits. 
But the topic of this this particular episode is God's will is not for you to be happy. That's not his will, okay? So what is happiness then? Happiness, the reason happiness is not God's will is because it is a counterfeit of God's will. God's will is not for you to be happy, for, for you to have happiness. God's will is for you to have joy. There it is. There it is. Joy unspeakable and full of glory joy is not happiness they are not the same listen happiness let's think about how the word is worded happiness is based on happenings okay you're happy when the right things happened for you you're not happy you lack happiness when the right things didn't happen for you and the wrong things happened to you. So your happiness goes up and down in life because life is full of ups and downs. Ups and downs to you means things that make you happy, going great, everything's great, up here, happy, happy, happy. Things that make you unhappy, things are going bad, you lose your happiness. But joy is not based on what happens. Joy is based on God. Listen to what 1 John 2, 15 says, do not love the world nor the things in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but it is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. <laughs> Man, I'm proud. I just want to preach right now. God doesn't want you pursuing happiness because he does not uh, necessarily want you to pursue something that is going to end in not being the best life for you. He wants you to be blessed. He wants the favor of God on your life. Favor is better than money, okay? Don't pursue money. Pursue favor because in, engulfed in the um, under, under, I should say underneath the umbrella of favor is money, but it's more than money. It's debt cancellation. It's joy. It's happy. It's, it's not just happiness. It's not just good things happening. It's a consistency. God's word, God's blessing is based on his favor. Do you want to know the word blessed means in the original Greek? It's the word makarios. And it literally means this. Okay. In one particular definition, more than happy. Blessed means more than happy. But people that just are pursuing happiness they won't, they, uh, you know, you ever thought about this? People get money, they get money, but it's never enough. They need more money. You know, they do one drug that makes them chill, makes them happy, but eventually that drug can't do it anymore, needs a bigger drug. They need more drugs. It always ends in destruction when you're pursuing what makes the flesh happy. John, John 16, 33 says this, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So look, when you pursue happiness, when you pursue the things of the world, you're going you're gonna to deal with hard times, and hard times are going to bring you down. But you're going to still deal with hard times even as a child of God. The difference is you can be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. And because he has overcome the world, you can walk in joy. And here's the big scripture that I love. Psalm 37, 4, many of you quoted it, quoted it, quoted it, quoted them. You know, you want to get that Mercedes, you say, well, bless God, Psalm 37, 4, delight yourselves in the Lord and give you the desires of your heart. 
A Mercedes is a desire of my heart. A mansion is a desire of my heart. A million dollars is a desire of my heart. So, Lord, it's your will for me to have these things. Now, hold up. Hold up. Watch this. If this is not a this is not a scripture to unbelievers. This is not a scripture to the world. This is a scripture to believers. So if you're a believer and you've asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart, guess what? Jesus has come into your heart by way of the Holy Spirit, by his spirit, by his breath. So the Holy Spirit is in your heart. Heart meaning not the thing that pumps the blood, but heart meaning the center of man, meaning God's will for your life. Where the, where, the, where the Holy Spirit dwells. So when you know that, you reread that. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, what that really means is, first of all, take your delight and take your joy in the Lord, and when you walk in joy in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And if the Holy Spirit's in your heart, then that really means he'll give you the desire of the Holy Spirit that's in your heart. So you look at it this way. Walk in joy, walk in the joy of the Lord, and he will give you the desires of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's in you. I'm going to close with this right here. And and I love, love, love this analogy. You know, many of you know the great uh, Christian author, Max Licato, Max Licato. And Max Licato just simply says this. He says he's talking about the subject of happiness being God's will enjoy he said if you took a fish out of out of water and put it on the beach would the fish be happy you could see the water could hear the water rushing in but would the fish be happy yes or no no why because he's not in the water the fish is going to be gasping where we would be gasping for breath if we were in the water he's gasping for water in the air because it's not in his culture of his of his existence well let's say we look at the fish and say okay 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 maybe you're not happy right now but let me give you a hundred thousand dollars mr goldfish is the fish happy now no what if we put the fish well you're just not comfortable get a more comfortable seat we we put him in a lounge chair got a nice breeze blowing it's not a hot day put him under an umbrella turn on some good music i mean we have set the atmosphere for this fish is the fish happy? No. Why? Because the fish was not created for the sand. The fish was created for the ocean. Can I tell you something? You were not created for this earth. You were created in this earth. You were born in this earth. But you were created. When you became a born-again believer, you became a new creation, is what the Bible says. And now your desires, your pursuits are not for this earth. They are for heaven. Can I tell you something that's going to shock you to hear this? Lower your expectations for earth. For you were created for heaven. It's called the blessed life. Focus on God's true will for your life. And that is the blessed life. The joyful life. God's will for your life is not happiness. God's will for your life is joy. Say this with me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my God's will for my life.
So, if you made it to the end, you know why it's not God's will for you to be happy. It's God's will for you to have joy. I speak joy over your life. I pray over your life. And I believe that God, he gives you a guarantee that the joy is available to you. But he don't guarantee you happiness. Make sure you like this. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to this podcast. Follow this podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share this. We'll see you next time on The Big Picture. Peace out.